Are you there, God? It's me, Everything's Relative Podcast. Hey, what's up? I'm Eve Sturgis, your host. We are here to talk about DNA discoveries. At least that's what I'm here to talk about. A few years ago, I received a mysterious message on Facebook, and my whole identity as I knew it unraveled in a matter of weeks. But it turns out I'm not the only one that that's happening to, especially because of all these popular mail-in DNA kits that are becoming more and more available. And of course, everyone's existential undoing doesn't start with a Facebook message like mine did. But it is actually often really mundane, everyday things that trigger these events. Like, uh, you know, emails, phone calls, text messages. They're all like a domino that starts that sort of click-clacking sound of, of, of dominoes. What is that called? Domino shapes falling. Anyway, that's what we do. That's who I am. I'm so grateful that you're here to listen. And I'm assuming you're here to learn about this quickly growing world. I actually just gave a presentation at a counseling center here in Los Angeles to a big group of therapists and training. So I was updating statistics and buckle up, folks. This tidal wave is not slowing down anytime soon. Today, I am talking with Leslie Liljenberg, a firecracker from Texas. She's got a blog. She has a book in progress. She has writing groups if you're local. And we just had a great, a great like summertime time. Uh, I feel a little bit like a dummy because I said when I was talking to her, oh, this will probably be up like in the first week of June. And now somehow here we are three weeks into June. Like when will I ever learn not to make these guesses with people? But anyway, it's still great. I think it's a great episode. I loved talking with Leslie no matter when you're listening to it. I loved her energy. I hope you do too. I'll run it now and meet you on the other side like I always do. This is Eve Sturgis and you're listening to Everything's Relative Podcast. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. I have a question. Can you hear my chair squeaking? No, I cannot. Great, great. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? it's driving me crazy and I couldn't tell if I could, I can't hear it in my mic, but it's. I tend to lean right here when I'm talking to people and suddenly there's a new squeak. Um, great. Leslie, you signed up so fast. You you emailed me and then, you know, I sent you the link and then you signed up. And it's so rare that I talk to somebody uh, like so quickly between like sort of meeting them and then. So, right. Well, yeah. it was so, like you had that just this one spot. I was like, well, I'll go ahead and jump on there and, you know, and. Who knows what's going to happen from May to June to July. And so I just thought, let's, let's do it. Yeah, no, it was great. It was totally great. It was, I loved that you did that. Um, Yeah. And it was, it was suddenly available. So you suddenly took it. Um, Yeah. So you reached out because you're an NPE. I am. 
I am. And this is, this is a show about, about DNA discoveries. Um, so, so tell me what that means to you as a, not like the definition, but <laughs> tell me, you know, <laughs> tell me what it is to you to be an MPE. Well, I mean, for me, it's, uh, it was a long, it was a long journey finding out, but uh, my, my, my situation was always my dad, my biological, what I thought the man I thought was my biological father, um, probably about my twenties would start. He started kind of this, well, if you only knew, if you only knew what your mother had done. Um, so it, it started, so yeah, I've really been, things kind of were tossed around back then, but I didn't think that much about it. And so as time went by, then taking the test and, and learning, it just, um, I knew it, but I just didn't have all the facts. And so the testing helped me get one step further. And then finally, my my father uh, told me, gave, finally told me and, and eventually gave me a name, which kind of exploded everything. You know, mm-hmm. Everything started making sense at that point in time. But so I got through hurts. I mean, I go, I, I still, I still st- I struggle with the hurt part of it, but um, I really have chosen more of a path to be an advocate and help people understand that it's okay and that you know we're you know we're 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 just the we're the product of a situation that we didn't have any control over. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's such a difference in in under uh, feeling like it's your fault or feeling like you're the problem or or where you're feeling the shame of this whole situation. Right. Um and then under and then versus understanding that it's not our fault, not our fault, not your fault, not anybody's fault. Right. Are you an NPE? Are you actually an NPE? Yes. Yes. I am okay. an NPE. Okay. Um, yes. I know the feeling well. So what year did you take the test? Um, I originally took the test with Ancestry. It was around, it was more probably around 2012, I think. Okay. And that was interesting because my, my niece was one, you know, we're, we're typical. Everybody was going to do it for Christmas and we got our, our kits and we got our mother, my mother to do the, the test. And my husband being from Sweden, um, he, you know, of course we're laughing. He's going to be, you know, hundred percent Swedish and, and, uh, but he looks a lot like Paul McCartney. So we used to tease and say, you know, we thought, I thought we, everybody thought, you know, his dad was going to show up Paul McCartney. So interesting. We teased about that, but it ended up being that it was me <laughs> and mm-hmm. that had the surprise. So, I mean, at that point in time, really, my niece was the one years ago, and it might have even been before that, but my niece was the one that said, Aunt Leslie, I, you know, we're not really matching. It's something's weird. And I said, well, you know, well, that's, that's silly. That's, that can't be. And um, she said, no, we're showing up as we're showing up as first cousins. And so I really didn't follow a lot of the ancestry or any of the DNA testing back then, but she did. She was building the tree. She had like a thousand leaves and doing all this. And so I really didn't pay attention um, and, and just kind of went on with life. And so a little bit later, my brother had done his test and things did not seem to be adding up. And he, we were so different in our, in our testing. And again, there, you, as you know, there's so many questions and, is it really accurate? So we went through all that accuracy situation and, and, um, you know, probably, and then, and of course my mother denying everything. So at that point it was in 2020 that my brother called me and asked me, um, Hey, would you, would you take the 23 and me, you know, and I was like, of course I'll take it. Why do you, you know, what are you thinking? He said, I, I just, you know, I just think it's going to give you some peace of mind. 
And I, it was his peace of mind as well, but we were still- That's interesting. That's interesting. I was just thinking like, wow, what an yeah. interesting suggestion. Yeah. And it's, you know, my brother's been very supportive. I mean, he's, um, you know, as two siblings, we, we're we a lot different. We're very, very different personalities, but that isn't, you know, everybody has that in their, in their families and that, but he encouraged me. He did. And it was one of those moments, like a lot of people where, you know, it, I, you know the ding comes and you open it up and- then you're looking at it and it was immediately um, half sibling. So I think that that was, you know, was, uh, I think it was a little startling and it hurt, you know, it's hurtful. But at the same time, um, and my mother had passed by this time and we, I had been questioning her, asking her a lot of story, a lot of things had been going on, people saying things, me asking questions. Um, and my brother knew I was asking. And so he, you know, he just said, let's just do this, you know, let's do it and let's, let's find out. Um, so it was, you know, it was, it was kind of scary, but at the same time, it made me feel like, Hey, I'm not crazy. I mean, it was mm-hmm, that moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have not been imagining this and the things that had been said, being said around me. Um, and my mother still denying, denying, she, you know, sent me down several rabbit holes, um, and, and different trails and me, me actually sending letters to a couple of men. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I don't think that she thought I was pursuing it as, as much as I was, I mean, it wasn't something every day I did, but you know, once a month I might check into something or look at something. So, um, anyway, but that's, that's actually 2020 is when I took the test and um, revealed, of course, you know, perfect time of COVID and all that good stuff and stuck at home. But uh, and it gave me time to to really kind of absorb it and accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you you're at a place of acceptance with it? I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I feel that it just there's times where I don't I'm okay with it that it's happened. The hurtful part is when you reach out to other family members or, you know, your new family members and um, the rejection. And I always say, I always teasingly say I was in sales all my life. And so God was preparing me to have rejection in my life and that it's okay. But that's been probably the most painful. Um, I have two half sisters that live literally in the same city that I live in. Hmm. And um, I have three nephews and a niece that they all literally, they live right here where I am. So this, there's, has been this family that's been this close to me all this time. And I never had a chance to know them. And then, and then, you know, of course the reaction, the reaction from really from my paternal, my father's side of the family, um, they've been the, they've been the ones that are most off-putting. They don't, they will not have anything to do with the conversation. They do not like this situation. I know. know. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. it's very, um, and everybody said, you know, a lot of people like this, why, why, what it's, it's hard for people when you're telling that story, um, for people to really understand. I mean, when it's me, because, you know, they love me and they care about me as a friend and and they're like, I don't understand. Why would they not want to meet you? Why would they not? And there's not an answer for that. And I have to accept that there's not an answer until one of them's ready to tell me why they, why they, why they feel that way. And I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, on the flip side, I've got some amazing cousins and, um, it's just, I mean, that's, that's where I get choked up is the people that have, have been accepting 
and have not turned their back on on it and said, yeah, you know, that you're a human being. You didn't have anything to do with this and have just been more than willing to meet me. And one of my cousins is 88 years old. Cool. You know, I kind of latched on to her a little bit because she knew my my father and she knew my aunt and she knew my uncle and um, they're all deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my uncle was still alive when I when I discovered and he actually remembered my mother. Um, but I oh. knew all of this only through his I knew this only through his daughter. Again, sister got hold of this cousin and said, please don't meet her. So they were going to meet me. I was going to meet my oh. uncle. Yeah. And she she threw a fit and caused a stir. And so it didn't ever happen. And then he passed in October of 2021. So I never got to meet him. Oh, that's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to imagine. I mean, gosh, you're (laughs) right. Like, I would just love to know what what felt so uncomfortable about it that you needed to run interference with someone else meeting you. Right. Gosh, I'd love to ask her questions. Yeah. And he was, yeah, and I would too. And she's, you know, I sadly I went to her first um, because the the crazy thing was was that the occupation that she's in, everything kind of gave like that. I looked and I was researching, kind of gave me these indicators that I thought this person's probably going to be kind of holistic. She's going to accept it. And I mean, you know, you can hear the record player, the scratch. I mean, she <laughs> absolutely. She was supposed to be the nicest. I know. And, and she, she was and very deceitful about some things. And so, you know, I just, I kind of go along, you know, I just moved, moved on. I have another cousin that lives very, a first cousin that lives very close. And her mother is, is my aunt would have been my aunt and she was murdered, um, in 2018. And Whoa. so, um, yeah, so I never got a chance to meet her either. Um, you know, it was one of those, I was just this close, mm-hmm. Um, but my, the cousin, my cousin that's 88, you know, she found a copy of the old, an old cookbook that my aunt had written and she gave it to me. And oh, in that, sweet. in that cookbook, there's stories about my, about my family members on the, my paternal side. So that, that, I think things that you don't think are going to touch you, they just become really just so valuable and people don't understand. I mean, it sounds, maybe it sounds desperate, but you're just like kind of trying to hang on to something and learn something. So it's, it's kind of a quest, I guess. Um, and you know, I, my blog, sometimes I get nasty responses from people and why would you want to, you know, why do you want to know? And that's what I always find is why do you want to know? Uh, one, one cousin, she sent me a text the other day. She said, what is your goal? What, what's your goal? What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, if you've never lived it, sometimes you just don't get it. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about your blog. And also, I don't usually do it like, I mean, (laughs) you're getting like a very, you're getting like a very raw and hilariously, I don't know, bonkers version of me today. Um, (laughs) Because I didn't even say your name in the beginning. I just jumped into conversation because we talked about it when I signed, when we signed on. Exactly. So, so, so I've been calling you Leslie. And you're mm-hmm. gonna tell me how to say your last name. So why don't you, so go ahead and just right. say your whole first name and last <laughs> okay, making this Leslie. way complicated. Yeah. No, no, no. It's Leslie, which everybody, you know, it's with a Z, so it throws right. everybody off too. And then Liljenberg. And that's what I was telling you before we got on. So my, my husband is is we just talked about it, is from Sweden, and that's where the Liljenberg comes from. So I didn't, you know, I and 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 laughingly, I think I have like 
five names now, you know, from sure. my birth name, from my birth name to my, to my father, my stepfather who raised me, you know, to mm-hmm. my married name to now finding out my last name is Carver. Right. Um, my birth name would have been Carver. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's, wow. um, it's interesting. And you kind of, you know, when you go get passports and things, you don't really, I never, of course, that's never been my legal name. So it's not really an alias of any kind, but right. I kind of consider it part of me now. So. How could you not? You know what's so interesting? Yeah. Um, or or that what's so interesting, but um the name thing is so interesting. And I am learning mm-hmm. about it, even after being in this community for a number of years and having this podcast. Um, I have a new therapeutic writing process group that I've been okay. that I've been running. And the name issue has been coming up a lot. And we meet every week, and it has really been eye-opening to me and 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 inspirational and, you know, continues mm-hmm. to be existentially fascinating about what a name means to a person and mm-hmm. all the yes. ways that it affects someone, what their name was, what their name is, what their name could have been, what their name <laughs> should have been. What an, yeah. Yeah, it's just, um, it's really, really powerful. I really like would invite anybody who has never really thought about it um, to start really di- doing some digging about the power of a name. I I agree. Well, and it's, you know, I, and I know, and, and I, I have, I do writing series as well. And some of it's writing through, through trauma, through drama, but, um, but it's, it's really, you know, when you kind of step back, you know, when, you know, married name is one thing, but when you find out you've, you know, I mean, I was born a Ballard, and then that's on my birth certificate. But my mother married a man when I was three. And then you're talking back in 1966, what you could not do this today. Um, you know, mother put us in school and she changed our names to Martin. And she just did, you know, <laughs> she just did it. And yeah. nobody argued. Of course, nobody was going to argue with my mother anyway. And my mother was very funny. I mean, my mom was, was a real character. She could be very funny, but she was very strong. And she, um, so she put us in school and we became Martins and my father was furious. And, um, but we, so we kind of struggled with that all of our lives. And, and, um, and my brother actually changed his name legally to Martin when he was older, but he is legitimately my, I mean, he is a Ballard. I mean, but he, he grew up as a Martin and he wanted it to be legal. So it is different. It's really kind of weird because you do that. What are that the genetic mirroring where you mm-hmm, do start kind of mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and am I Carver? Am I Martin? Am I a little different? So, and then when I was, when we were young and probably happened to you, did you have a stepfather when you were? Well, I had a, I had a, I have a birth certificate father, like a man, a okay. man who raised me who I totally believed was my biological father. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I still love him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. my father. And, and and that was one of the hardest things to get him to understand. And it, I don't still, I don't think he still understands it, mm. that you are my, you're my father. And just because I find something else out doesn't mean that I love you any less. You're no less my father, you know, just because, um, because this discovery and, and that's been a really hard, he's 84 and that's been really hard. That's been mm-hmm. a tough one for him. And he's still, he's struggling. He's, he is struggling. And he, he, he actually read the blog, got on my blog and I, I wasn't expecting it. Didn't think he was going to do it, but he, he did. And, and he, he was not happy. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
but he didn't, he hasn't approached me. He jumped on my brother about it. And, and, oh. and I was like, you have nothing to do with this. But, but, but again, with my blog and it's, it's under, I am Leslie uh, is the name of my blog. It's just under my name. And um, with that, it, I mean, there's nothing in there. I've never written anything ugly about anybody. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't, it's not necessary. It doesn't, it, it's the truth, but there's no reason and there's no necessity for me to, you know, be ugly about it. It's just, you know, there are people involved that had nothing to do with it as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, lots of people within the, lots of people in the equation have trouble understanding. Um, they do. They do. The, the, the why and the need um, and have hurt feelings for all sorts of reasons. My, my dad yeah. also really struggles with, um, wrapping his head around this whole experience. Um, I think sometimes we live with lies for so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and and especially from that generation. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. younger, but in this 50, you know, born in the 40s and then, the, you know, their 50s and then in the 1950s and then 60s, it was just such a shame to be pregnant mm-hmm. um, and to, you know, out of wedlock. And and my my father actually had been, he was in the military and he was based out of North Carolina. And this this is a story that he shared with me. He he was he came home and he was coming home, but my parents were divorced at this time. Um, so my mother had this relationship and I was the product of that relationship. Um, and and people ask me, I'm 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 99.9% sure that my biological father never knew about me. Hmm. And that's what I've had to try to, um, that's been the big thing with my sisters is they're like, my, my dad didn't have an affair with your mother. My, my, my dad would not have cheated on my mother. I understand that <laughs> I am four years older than you guys. I'm three to four years older. You know, I, I just, you know, I was already born. I mean, by the time that your mom met your mother met our father. And so get you know, getting past that hurdle is something that they're having a hard time with. And, Sorry, it's not My funny, was, but that, I mean, that's not funny, no. but it's math. That's just math. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, that's yeah, frustrating. It's just, I'm frustrated yeah, the facts for are you. stubborn thing. Right, right? like facts, I mean, are, facts are right there. Don't worry about it, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> and they they worked at the same place. They worked mm-hmm. in the same office building. This isn't hard to figure out. And my mom was a nice looking woman and he was a good looking man. And sure. they were young. I mean, they were 22 years old. 22, mm-hmm. 23 say no more say no more <laughs> you know, it just happens it just mm-hmm. happens and and you know that's you know the funny things you, there are a lot of funny things that my mother did and but it was so funny one day you know it was this I wasn't a slut and I'm like mother no one's calling you a slut Mm-mm. you know she goes well you you know it was one of these you've done you've done worse than me and I'm like well it's not tit for tat you know you're, <laughs> we don't have to have a deb- we're not in competition here, mother, <laughs> you know, so right. um, she was, but she was funny, but she didn't, you know, she just really did not like, like I was saying, they, you know, they live with the lie for so long. They just, and in that generation, they just, they just, they went with it. And that's what they did. And, 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 you know, amazingly that my mother and father really never got along after, you know, I was six months old when they divorced again, they got remarried when, you know, and then they had me and then got, wow. got divorced. Yeah. So you know, and, and so um, there was not a lot of love between the two of them and, and which now makes sense all these years later. But what's interesting is that the one thing that they agreed and kept was the secret. What's the secret? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, was that, was that particular secret, which is amazing that the two of them, you know, 
course, dad was prodding it along all these years, but at the same time, he, you know, he never told me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get back. I actually want to get back to that. Um, okay. When you said in the beginning that he would drop little hints like, oh, if you only knew what your mother had done. Um, yeah. What was the context for him saying that? Sometimes it would just be out of the blue when, oh. and, and one of my first chapters, I, I am, I am writing a book about all of this because I feel that people need to, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of memoirish, but at the same time, it's, it's nonfiction and it's, it's about, you know, where does this come from and how does it happen? And for me, my particular situation was um, the, I, the, the one time I remember the most is I had taken my dad uh, out to dinner for his birthday and uh, it was just the two of us. And that was not usually the situation. It's usually his wife or, you know, my brother would be with us or and, and or my my husband. And so that we were there. We were together just alone that time. And he just he just kind of started into it. And if you only knew and, you know, if you really knew the truth, you'd be so upset with your mother and, and my mom and I were very, very close. And so, of course, I mean, immediately I go home. This is for cell phones, right? I just call her out of the car, you know, from the car. And I get home and I, I'm I'm in tears. I just, I'm like, I don't understand. And I, I called her and I, I said, I don't, I just don't, I don't understand where, where he's coming from. Is there something you need to tell me? And she's like, no, no, you know, which is typical. Again, this is story is not mm-hmm. unusual as we learn, as we go, right. go along. She just said, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And and he's he's lying. He's just trying to upset you. And I'm like, why? Why would he try to upset me? So we went through that. And and I mean, I can literally I can remember sitting in the pub just bawling, crying Aww. so hard, just, you know, couldn't figure it out because I was so torn. And um, so, you know, then, then just time time passed. But then as I got more when I mean the you know, other things started happening. And uh, when I was in my forties, his wife passed, which was my stepmother passed. And we went to a funeral. And when I walked into this funeral, I was 48 years old and I walked in and her sisters all came up to me and said, sorry, call me baby Leslie, baby Leslie, are you baby Leslie? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't understand. And they told me we were never allowed to meet you. We were never allowed. So again, the questions started coming up and I wow, brought it back that's to my a mother. Weird, that's a weird one. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Not defending but, it, but I, I see what they, ugh. Yeah. Right. And they, they didn't know, I get that. I don't know. If, I don't know if they knew something, but they didn't know something. And, and so, you know, back to mom and again, the denials and, and I don't know what, he, I don't know what they're talking about. That's so weird. And you know, it was on and on with that. And and so um, then then gradually I just started going to cousins and started, you know, I just started asking people that we grew up with, you know, grew up in, a, in the same area. And I just started going around asking people. Then I almost felt like I was a jilted, you know, someone had cheated on me because right. everybody started going, oh, well, yeah, we knew that. Oh, <laughs> like, once you figured what it out. What do you mean you knew <laughs> this? Well, we weren't really sure, but we were pretty sure that you know, he wasn't your father. And I'm like, okay, well, this is just, you know, this is great. So those tangles, those types of things too, were very painful because they weren't trying to hurt me. They were trying to protect me. But at the same time, it was like, it it kind of one of those moments where it was like, I felt like I was, I felt like I was the only one that didn't know. And that's not the case, but you kind of feel that way when cousins and friends you grew up with all of your life are going, well, yeah, we knew that. I'm like, okay, so you didn't, you decided you weren't going to tell me. Um, and they're like, you know, they were having kids and raising children and doing their thing. And 
I really wasn't on the radar screen as far as that went. Um, right. Then again, the questions start again. So. Right. It just emphasizes what those, yeah. when it happens, that seems to, so, to emphasize the isolation feeling of just mm-hmm. feeling yes. alone, alone, but not only alone, but sort of extra alien when everybody knows. Yes. Yeah. Around. Yeah. You do. I mean, you know, I kind of started out with it in the beginning was like, I'm the same person. I'm the same person. And and I am, but at the same, and I'm fortunate. I have had, I have wonderful parents. I've, you know, I've not gone through a lot of the trauma and the, and drama that, that many, many MPEs and, you know, have gone through, but at the same time, um, you know, it's just, it's sure every, everyone's walk is their own walk and everybody's journey is different. Um, but you do feel isolated and I have great, you know, my husband is a great supporter. I've got friends that have helped me along the way and have been right beside me, but you, you're still, you're still different and you're still, it's still a different situation when you kind of, you know, you've got that, it's great to have the support, but you're still kind of, you have to deal with it through your own stuff. Right. Still your own journey. So when you did do the 23andMe and it really officially, officially confirmed it, by that mm-hmm. time, your mother had passed away? Yes. Okay. She so you had. never did get a face-to-face conversation with, with her about any sort right. of... Right. Okay. I was just curious about... Well, we, we were really already pretty certain. I mean, my brother and I were certain. And, you know, my mom would... Mother would make comments like, um, you know, she, I don't know, like... Well, we, you know, we just don't know. And I'm like, mother, we know. I mean, or she would, I think one of the most hurtful things my mother ever said to me was, um, if you keep doing this, people are going to get hurt and you're going to open wounds and people are going to bleed. And I mean, I can now say this without crying, but, um, but it was so painful for me because I looked at my mother and I said, do you think I'm do you not think that I'm a human, I'm a person and then I'm not bleeding here? I mean, I'm the one bleeding. This is me. This is about me. This doesn't have anything to do with everybody else. And um, and that was probably about 2017. My mom passed in 2018. But even during all those years, I mean, 20, you know, 15, 16, 17, all those years, I still would get nuggets and I would still take it back to her and and ask her you know bring it up i i, I would come to her with a fact not not a what if it was something that i truly found out or someone had said something to me um and she she what i call gaslighting i mean she could figure it out and she could move around me and manipulate it which every time i told her i said you know you're just just in denial and I'm not so, but I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. So if you want to, if you want to deal with this together, we will. So, uh, you know, and, and then unfortunately in 2018, she, um, a lot, we lost her and, and, um, but that's when we went, we went, you know, went ahead and moved forward. And, um, you know, the goal isn't ever, I don't think any of us get into this to hurt anyone. I mean, that's just not what Mm. it's about. I, I mean, not in, not the way I look at it. Um, and I haven't met anybody. She, I haven't met anybody with that motive yet. No, no. And, and that's why I think it's so, you know, that's, I think that's why I'm, I really, I want, I, I desire and I'm passionate about being an advocate because it's not just about us that we're learning this surprise There are these people that are affected, but they, they need to understand that the majority of people are not that where is an inheritance. I mean, I think that's what everybody goes to, What mm-hmm. you know, what are you trying to get from me? What are you trying to get? 
And that's, that's just not in the heart of most people that are going to, that are, that are, have these surprises. I mean, we're just really trying to piece it together in our own lives and find out our own medical history. I, I did not have anybody in my family that had leukemia. I mean, not that I ever knew of. Um, and, and one, only one grandparent that dealt with, dealt with cancer. Um, but now I know that my grandmother passed, which had Alzheimer's for several years before she passed. I know that my grandfather on my paternal side had died of cancer and my father died of leukemia at the age of 60. I think that's pretty damned important. That's pretty, <laughs> you know? that's and pretty significant. Absolutely. It is. It's significant. And those are not medical. That's not in my medical history from what I knew prior. But, um, you know, there's so much more to it. But but that's also really I mean, mm -hmm. that's been a really important thing for me, almost a little scary at times because I was like, wow, I was from this epitome of great health. And now I'm like, wow, you know, my biological I mean, my birth certificate father's 84 and doing great. I'm thinking I've got all this longevity. and This is great. But now, if, but at least now, if something started happening to me and I didn't feel well, now I have that history of being able to say to a doctor, yes, my biological father passed at the age of 60 after a short battle with leukemia. And that puts, that gives me a peace of mind. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure anybody yeah. listening could come up. Well, I don't know if anybody, but you know, it's, uh, there's so many examples of, of ways that having your medical history is important these days as technology advances and understanding of right. genes advances, um, yes. things that we used to not be able to prevent or see coming, now we can. And it's so important for all people of all ages, you know, for people yes. finding out that their children are at risk for things. And we know that from all these DNA studies, I, right. it's not, this is not going to stay, none of this stuff is going to stay secret anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. I just, we know that this is just exploding and, and I'm, I'm amazed the statistics of, you know, how many people are finding out and these stories that are, um, you know, really becoming so much more prevalent every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now tell me about your blog. So the blog is primarily, I mean, I have to admit, I don't write on it every day. And I find I found we're talking about technology changing, right? Is that, you know, when I started a blog within my insurance business 20 years, you know, 18 years ago, I mean, it was really just sort of almost getting the word out and, and telling about your business and writing articles. And now it's a totally different situation. And, and I was working with the lady with the blog and I said, I, you know, I don't want to create a coaching. I didn't want a coaching business. I didn't want a platform to do that. I didn't. And I mean, she really struggled with me. <laughs> she has struggled with me. And I'm like, it's just because that's not my that's not my goal. My goal is to tell the story. Hopefully people can read it, comment back and and that, you know, we, we work through it and guide through um, and, and just, you know, help help people understand that there are a lot. There are true stories out there and that you know, we're all, we can all be in this together or we can all separate from it. And um, so the blog is, it's, it's I, it's I-A-M-L-E-Z-L-E-E. -E -E. And it, you know, people sign up, they get a um, genealogy um, freebie, little book booklet on, on genealogy. And, um, and then of course on there, I, I, you know, post and, and put events, the writing series and things like that, that we do. And when I started out, I there was a book that I was reading called Blog Your Book. 
And that's kind of how I started. And I was blogging it and, you know, short snippets and little bits at a time. Um, the reason I really stepped back from it and really began focusing on writing a full, the book and the manuscript was because mainly I feel like this is such a, well, if you want to want to say a trend, not really a trend, but it's blowing up so much that I feel it's very timely and that there needs to be something now, not a year from now or two years from now. Um, and I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I just feel that it's, it's big and it's, well, you have the podcast, so you know, the podcast and I'm nodding and I'm nodding in agreement. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's so timely right now. And I think we're, we're, you know, who knows how long this, this time will be, but we're at a certainly, um, something that will be looked back on as a sort of phenomenon in history, mm -hmm. right? Like I we're agree. in this place because for anybody not following along, you know, in <laughs> however many years, when when everybody knows everybody's DNA, this will be like a totally foreign concept. And we'll talk about this time where there was a time when people would get DNA surprises having had never mm -hmm. had them before. Um, yes. or, you know, and so to have them in this in these waves of numbers is unreal. And yes, um, so and that's what some of the research is showing. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say it will take a few generations to mm -hmm. to become to really be able to look at a, I'm, I keep doing my finger up in the air. I'm trying to, I'm sure you know, graph, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> um, you know, to look at statistics of it and be able to study it on a timeline, but um, eventually, so we are, so for us to be at this press at this moment right now mm -hmm. um, is incredibly yes. important in the grand scheme of history mm -hmm. on all yeah. sorts of levels, all sorts of history, right. whatever layer of history you want to talk about, this is important. Yes. Well, and I mean, it's all, it's so many different generations that are already being, I mean, you know, there are people that are, I mean, I've met young women that are in their twenties that are, you know, going through this in thirties or forties and, and, you know, go, I, I, you know, I go to, to retreats and, and uh, sometimes I have to step back a little bit from that because it can be very, um, it can absorb a lot of the energy, but, um, but at the same time, you know, it, that's one thing people really do need to understand. This isn't just hitting people that are, you know, I'll be 60 this year, but it's it's not just in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. and people in their mm -hmm. 80s, but that is happening too. And it's it's taking, the, it's even taking those older generations by surprise. They just like, what? And, um, but it's it's every age group that's fine, that's, that are having these discoveries. And I think something I read pretty recently, exactly what you're talking about, this this whole where this graph is going and this explosion that we're dealing with, this phenomenon, it may tail off. And, and also some of that reason that it may tail off as well, people more and more take the test, but also that the generations that are coming up, um, there's not this, this stigma about being pregnant, I mean, and getting pregnant or um, and having a child out of wedlock and, you know, or, you know, just all of it that's associated that we're, that we moved from that, but I still think we're there. And I, I think we still, we want to think that we've, we've, we've progressed in society. Um, but sometimes I think we actually are still digressing as far as our acceptance. And, um, and so people, people just, sometimes they just don't want to know the truth. And yeah, I have absolutely. plenty of friends. <laughs> I, mean, I had friends that I asked, please, would you take the DNA test so that we can see if we're either brothers, brother and sisters, or first cousins? 
And they refused to take the test. They said um, their reasoning was that they didn't want the government to be able to know anything about them. What have you done that you're worried about the government? You know, that's because I yeah. knew them all my life. I've known them all my life. But I'm like, well, what are you what are you hiding <laughs> or what are you running from? You know, I tease them. But 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 some pe- people feel very strongly that they don't want that invasion. And, and I think we are dealing with that, too, in our society with, you know, we're finding criminals and the cold cases and things like that that are coming that are evolving as well with the DNA testing. So many, so many changes. So all to say it is timely for you to come out with your book sooner than later um, to be able to say you were here. And now tell me about your writing groups. Well, um, so I I years ago, I kind of I did this thing at my at my home. I I have a journalism degree and I've always loved to write, did not go into journalism because when I found out what journalists made as I came out of college, I I said, not my life, not the way I want a lifestyle. but I started a group years ago. Um, we we would cook and I would you know cook together and and write together. And I started doing we'd do exercises, and I just found they loved it. I mean, we it was very therapeutic, and we just became really bonded. I mean, that's the best word I can say. We just became so close. Um, and and some of those women became they're my very best friends today. And this was back in 2010. Um, and they're going you know and they're on this walk with me. Um, so over time, and now that I that I'm writing the book, um, had a local store. Uh, it's called Sugar Boo and Company. It's it's a whimsical, really neat store. And we, my, you know, one of my cousins called. She said, "You know what? You need to go talk to these people." And and they they do some really neat classes. And so we we just recently put together a four part writing series um, for the summer. And, you know, one of the first ones we're doing is we we use crayons and create a sonnet or a poem or just a story. I, what I do find interesting a lot about this, and you you probably just all the people that say, I can't, I don't write. I can't mm-hmm. write. Or, you know, I, I can't do that. Every week, amazing. every week. <laughs> Sorry, every, every week. week. I'm sure. not a writer. And that's, that's even how I try to promote it is, you know, we're not writing a novel. We're, 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 we're looking at it. We're we're coming from our heart and our minds and our souls. And I mean, sometimes you come into these groups and you just depends on what, where you are in your life. I mean, sometimes you come in very, you're struggling with something and there's a, there's just a moment in time that you need that, that, that group and that support. Um, you know, another one we do is kind of a fictional, you draw names and you create a fictional person and then you have to write, you're creating this person. So it's just using your imagination and and no one's there to judge. Um, and one of our rules is probably in your, your groups too, is what happens here stays here. And those things don't walk out of that room. And and that's, that's the safety of it because um, no one's allowed to go and share the story. And, and there have been some very, very tender, hard stories that, that I have heard over the years in these groups. Um, and, and one of them is actually, I, I, wrote a, I wrote a cookbook from all of that and, and it's got writings. And of course, I, one of them is a very tender story of a, a friend of mine when she lost her brother. And, um, and it's, it's in the book, but of course she gave me permission. So it's all about, you know, it's, 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 it's your story. You own it until you want it out there. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, so we've got this four part series that's going on and, and I, you know, it'll, it, it'll be interesting. 
you know, but I had a really best girlfriend the other day. She goes, okay, I love that you're doing this, but I, it's not my thing. Okay, well, it's like trying a piece of bread that you've never tried. Have you done it? I mean, yeah, try it. It's, Just try it. It's two hours of your life, but it's okay. If you yeah. don't like it, you're done and don't do it again, but try it out. Yeah. So is this so. workshop that you're doing in person? Yes. It needs, you have to be in town yes. to be able to get to you in person. Yes, this one we <laughs> for are. This one. Yeah. So we are marketing it here internationally on the podcast. However, yeah. you need to be in Texas <laughs> to get uh, to Sugar Boo. Okay. This one is at Sugar Boo. It is in person. Um, and I'll be honest, I, with the way our world is with Zoom, I'm not, I'm not sure how many people we're going to get to be there and, and we'll see. And, and we may discover that Hey, the next one we're going to, we're going to, and we, Hey, we may end up putting on zoom anyway after this, but because we are working pretty hard and people just, as you probably already dealing with is people don't RSVP. Mm-hmm. Our society's just changed and, yeah. and RSVPing is we're at a lap, we're in a last minute world. And come on, even in Texas. That, oh yes. Oh know. man. I was like, I was, I thought that was, yeah. a, we also, we always say it's a California thing. Like, a, so especially uh, LA thing is the, the yeah. no RSVPing and the, and the flaking. No, no, it's Ooh. the no RSVP and bailing at the last minute. It's, uh, it's, uh. it's across the board. I yep. know. And it, it, it's, too. it and I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to blame COVID for that uh, because it was happening way before that. I mean, even with my business, we would have customer appreciation events, no one would RSVP. And we would say, just give us a head count. We've got to make, we've got to buy enough food. And that's yep. the hardest part. I think people, when you're being fed and you're going to an event, you got, you need to let the host and we can get on that whole rampage on that. Let the host No, I mean, host like, I mean, like, I don't even get, I like as a, like as a mother of three children who has to plan birthday parties, like don't get me started on the RSVP tradition and getting food for everybody. Yeah. Big deal. We actually do a huge bingo party at our house every year. So fun. And that's one of our, it's a blast. We do truly end up having about 70 people in our home. Wow. And we're just like, I'm at the last minute. I'm texting all of my friends mm-hmm. going, are you going to be here? Oh yeah. I forgot to RSVP. Okay, well, you know, it's a difference between, and, and literally, I, on a Monday, I started texting. I had 15 people on the list, and by Friday, there were 70 people. Yep. And that was just me sending those out and sending it out. Oh, yeah, I forgot the RSVP. So, anyway, I'm not sure how we got that. I know. Much. I'm like, let's do a podcast about etiquette. <laughs> we could. Leslie and Eve discuss the downfall of society. <laughs> <laughs> and the importance of responde s'il vous plaît. <laughs> you know, we're doing this writing series that, you know, they, of course, they're trying to get people in the door. So that's why we did it in person. Uh, but I, I think that, uh, I, I think we're going to, we're going to see that doing it online, Zoom is going to be the answer to get more people involved and enjoying it. Um, I think also if it gets emotional, you can tune in or you can tune out. And I think mm-hmm. that is the beauty of doing it, doing it, you know, through Zoom or some platform. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is yours? Is yours about NPE basically? It's NPE, yeah, it's NPE focused okay. um, and it's using the journal. So I made a journal called Who Even Am I Anymore? And it's got, okay, yes. it's got yes. prompts, uh, each prompt specifically designed to, to sort of help you help one unpack the identity existential crisis that happens can happen with a with a DNA mm-hmm. discovery. So, 
um yeah so we meet each week and people talk about what they what they wrote about and which prompts they chose and some people are going from going in the order it was written and some people are hopping around and some people will say i didn't write anything this week because something else happened and i wrote about this instead or okay um yes they, i did see your book I, I saw all your book the book you had the book then then that's the the journal the mm -hmm. journaling with that mm -hmm. right yeah yeah so yeah we'll have to hop on to that because i would i would enjoy that we're all learning right i mean i i was looking at a there's a, a retreat here locally in town. This, it's next month, or it's in July actually. And uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm intense on, I'm in, very intent on getting this book completed and published, and we're working on it. And um, so I can find a hundred different distractions, um, which we all do. With, with three children, you have many. Um, and so, uh, but, you know, um, as I say, it's sometimes it's more fun to go to lunch with my friends than keep my fanny, my butt in my chair, you know, and, and do my writing. And a kitchen never needed cleaning so much as whenever I have a deadline, <laughs> right? Like right. <laughs> just exactly. suddenly, like yeah. suddenly the pantry needs to be reorganized. So, okay. So you're near, uh, Houston, Dallas. Um, I'm more Dallas, Fort Worth area. Okay, because the, the retreat, Dallas, the retreat, I'm I'm facilitating oh. at that retreat that you're talking oh, about. The Grandview one in Grandview. Uh, I don't know how is many. It, is it a DNA retreat? Uh huh. DNA surprise retreat in July 16th through the through High Earth Hope and Healing. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. I was like, oh my gosh, that's not how I got your name when I'd reached out to you. I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, now I'm gonna have now I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I was gonna say it's called like Lone Star. Lone Star Farm. Yeah, Lone Star yeah. right Lone Star Retreat or something. Yeah, they're Lone doing, Star Ranch. They're doing yeah. another one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, small world. So that's so funny. Okay, cool. Now I know where you're located. You know, I know no idea where anything anything is in Texas. Um, but I'm so glad you're just even on the right, even that it's on your radar is cool. You know, yes, like I I would I never want to pressure people to 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 do anything. But um yeah. Just to catch up about Leslie, you have a blog. I am Leslie. Yes. Yes. You have a cookbook that <laughs> comes with stories. <laughs> I wrote a cookbook. I don't promote the cookbook much, but I wrote the cookbook. But it's called Salt of the Earth. Salt of the Earth it, cookbook. Salt of the Earth. You're yeah. working on a book that's going to be yes. a like a creative nonfiction or memoir. Right. Exploration memoir, of your DNA discovery. Creative, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's the working title right now is If You Only Knew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So deception. I think we're working on deception deception lies and the truth something sure. like that mm -hmm. so yeah. so we'll we'll see where we land on that i kind of started with the blog of being if you only knew uh because it hit my it was just intent you know that mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. my that that was the words that have been used with me uh whether or not that's going to resonate with people or not we'll we'll you know we've still got some study and some focus group type things to do sure so. and then you also have this writing workshops that you're starting to run in your own town locally right you are right. very busy and very creative and it's all like it's all creative and it's like you in, in like you've got your your iron in a few fires it's exciting i do i think i've got them in a little too many right now but i you know that's my creative side i i was i've been a welder since i was 30 and i created i've created art and i i love it but i'm getting to the point where well, as we talked, 
art shows are tough, doing all that world. So I really began to move my creative side to to work on my writing. Um, I was I was an all I had an all state agency for 18 years. I had two agencies and I sold those in 2021. Um, which opened up a little bit of time, but actually my real my real world job is I'm an expert witness in the insurance industry. Wow. So okay. I work on court cases. That's that's what I do. Um uh so I just ba- I balance my time of of you know working on my court cases and um and then that's you know we talk about distractions. That's really what I what I do. And then, you know, I just have to compartmentalize and put that, you know, put the writing side um, and, and, and do both. And, mm-hmm. and I love both. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm blessed because I do, I am able to do both of those and still, you know, and still get involved and, and, and do other things. And, and yeah, you know, it's what my friends all go, well, I thought you were going to retire. I'm like, well, I never said I was retiring. I just said, said I was going to sell my business. I was, I was pretty well done. And I've, I'm in, you know, I'm just enjoying life and I'm amazed at how much time I do have to be able to do those things, all of these things that I love. And, um, you know, just that, that I, that I'm able to make a, a really wonderful income of what I do with my expert witnessing. And I enjoy that. And then, you know, hope, hopefully it'll, you know, give me, it gives me a little bit of the freedom to do some of these other things, like yeah. go to retreats in Grandview, Texas. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Uh, great. And I will be sure if anybody's listening and is uh, excited about all of this, but feels like it was all a little bit o- all over the place. Um, <laughs> when this episode airs, uh, information of how to get to all of the things that Leslie does, that will be in the podcast information. I'll make sure it's on my Instagram. It'll be all over Facebook. I always make sure that all the links are there, um, so that you can, uh, you can get to it yourself. And then if that is too confusing, yeah. just contact me and I'll send you everything. <laughs> Put that retreat up there too. I don't want to put the retreat up there if it's all full. It's not full. <laughs> I know it's not full. I know. Okay. I okay. got inside info. Well, then I can so. get it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, young woman that the my my new virtual assistant Ashley. Her name is Ashley Dewey, and she is amazing. That is so funny. Well, go ahead. I have a new virtual. I was gonna say I have a new virtual assistant, and she's amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about virtual assistants. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, most amazing thing is that what you can get done when you've got somebody that's really good and it just blows my mind every day. She, she does something, but she'll, you know, I'll, I'll meet with her tomorrow and we'll, we'll, we'll put that out there and and get the, how do you say the name of that retreat again? Iris hope and healing. Iris. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest word, but it's Iris. Iris. Like Iris. Yeah. 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 Oh, that would be great. Um, Yeah. And I will probably get this up. It will probably be up like the first week in June. Okay. Just so you know. Sounds um, good. I'll put that I, out I there. Think, I think that's where my calendar is at. And I'll, I'll, of course, be in touch with you between now and then. It was so fun to meet you. It was fun to meet you too. Thank you. Yeah. And if you think of anything uh, you want in or out, just let me know and we can um, we can fix it. I'm an open book. I don't. Yep. Yeah, I'm amazing. I really am. It's it's just a delight to meet people that are going through and have dealt with the same same stuff because you mm-hmm. do get that community that I get choked up because mm-hmm. it's it's a community that we need. We need for sure. There's nowhere else. Yep. There's nothing else like yep. this. I know it. All right. Well, you have a wonderful weekend. You too. Talk to you later. Thanks. I'll be in touch. All right. Bye, Leslie. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Leslie. 
It is so fun the way that DNA discoveries introduce me to so many people that I would probably otherwise never meet. And I've been saying that a lot lately, but I feel like it bears repeating. And it's extra fun when we find out there's more in common than just DNA surprise father stuff, um, you know? Like, Leslie and I both have had DNA discoveries, but we're also creative, and we also feel too busy, and we also both wish people understood how to RSVP. We like to write. I think, uh, I think that if we sat down with some lemonade, we would just have a really good time. Do you want to talk about your DNA discovery with me because you feel like sharing it will help others? Or talking it out with me will help you? Or you don't have to have a reason. You just feel like it and you haven't thought about why you want to do it. All of those reasons are great. It doesn't have to be exciting or dramatic. It can feel happy or sad. All stories are valid. So contact me. My email is eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. If you're interested in more about all of this stuff, please make sure you're following on all the socials at Everything's Relative Podcast. Oh, guys, I almost forgot to share a review of the week. One year ago, someone wrote, this is such an amazing resource for the NPE community. Eve is a great interviewer, and I'm thankful she delivers this service for us. Well, thanks, Crystal83. I appreciate the time and effort you took to hammer out that quick note. These really are important, my friends, because of algorithms and because of capitalism, and also because the nice ones feel good to me. So thank you for all of the reasons. As I speak this, record this intro, outro, what am I recording? As I record, I am sitting in the house that I grew up in, my parents' house in Petaluma. I wish it didn't feel funny to be working on this podcast from here, but it does anyway. Like, should I be whispering? Uh, Yes, to clear up any confusion. They do know about the podcast. They don't love it. Stay tuned to hear about how the rest of my time here this summer goes. But okay, that's all for now. I'm going to go sleep in my childhood bedroom. I hope you have a nice night wherever you're sleeping. I'll be back next week. Until then, keep on keeping on. I don't know how to finish this week. Until then, I don't know. Mow the lawn. Put the milk back in the fridge. Brush your teeth. I hope your summer is going grand. This is Everything's Relative, and I'm Eve Sturgis. Bye-bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Eve Sturgis and Kaylin Egan and edited by Joy Rumor. Logo designed by Ivy McNally and music is used with permission from Goodbye the Band. Eve is a licensed psychotherapist, but her podcast episodes are not therapy sessions. Oops, oops, oops. Uh, Here I am again. I'd be remiss not to follow up Leslie and Mai's discussion about the retreat happening near her in Texas. Uh, There is still time to sign up if you are listening to this episode when it launches. Uh, If you're interested in any of the Hireth Hope and Healing Retreats, I suggest you head over to their website, H-I-R-A-E-T-H hopeandhealing.com. They have all sorts of ways that they're creating community uh, around people with surprise DNA discoveries. I love them all. I love these people. So check it out. The Texas retreat still has spots. It is July 13th weekend. So if you're on the fence about attending, 
take this little message as a sign that you should come. I will be there. Will Leslie be there? There's only one way to find out. <laughs>